There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to Brenton Cliff's Flea Circus. I'm Cliff. Hello, and I'm Oofsman. Oofsman? Yes, that's me. Is that a German name? Yeah, I hope so. Okay, well. As I am is. German. Well, welcome. Oh, Thanks. should I say, willkommen. Do you remember <laughs> uh, when Sutherland signed Thomas Helmer and mm-hmm. we all got sent a magazine, uh, if you had a season ticket anyway, with the, head, the headline on the front cover, Willkommen Herr Helmer. Um, and then never played and he left. <laughs> he, he played, he, I think he played, he played two, once two, two, and he got taken off. Yeah, uh-huh. something like that, wasn't it? I mean, he's a World Cup winner. Like World he's, Cup he's winner. Bayern Munich legend. A sweeper. Sweet. Not good half. enough Yeah, centre half par excellence. And I think uh, Peter Reid tried to play him at right back or a right wing back. And uh, he said he couldn't do the coaching methods of Sacco in Peter Reid. <laughs> uh, and and why, why, would he, why would he be able to do that? He's used to Franz yeah. Beckenbauer. We'll come in here, Helmer. Or, or I'll be the same about a week later. <laughs> yeah. I know. Anyway, I remember that. We'll come in here, Brett. And, and, yeah, uh, we'll come in. It's nice to see you. It's nice to see you. Very nice to see you, in fact. What have you been up to this week? This week, um, I've just been watching the Game of Thrones and stuff. And I, uh, what have I been watching with the wife? Some documentary that we found about serial killers of the 70s. Okay. Oh, that's the, I mean, that's the that's, golden that's, age, isn't it? The golden age of serial killers <laughs> and porn, strangely <laughs> enough. I don't know why, if the two go, go hand, hand in hand. hand. Go hand in uh, hand. They must do. Are the, re- are the recreations of the killings in no, por- it's, pornographic terms? It's about it's about five American serial killers: Bundy, um, the bind torture kill guy, um, the one that turned people into zombies. Um, I mean, they all the one that's need, a clown. If they don't know their names, then they're not that <laughs> successful. The well, the most successful. They haven't got their names. Bundy's got his name right. Uh-huh. Well, Richard Ramirez, yeah. is he one of them? No, he's not in it. Is Casey he is the clown one, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. 
I can't remember. That's, a, that's <laughs> yeah. the fella. That's, that's that guy, isn't it? <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like the main the main American guys and stuff like that, whose whose names completely escape us. But I do know the nicknames. <laughs> of course, you know the nicknames. Why? Well, yeah. that's what nicknames so are that's for. That's good isn't enough. It? <laughs> well, of course. That's exactly the reason. Um, what, you, what you've been watching? Well, I've I've been watching not much because I've had an absolutely shocking week. The little one's been ill. We just had a little chat about it before we came on. We'll bore, mm-hmm. bore everyone with it, but it's absolutely horrible when you've got a little baby toddler and they're ill and you can't help them and they're crying and they're sick. Yeah. And yeah, it's probably the worst awesome. I've ever felt. You know, when people say when you have a kid and, you know, all of you just want to take that pain and you want, you know, you... you they're your main yeah. thing and all and all of that. I've, it's not the first time I've ever felt like that, but it really uh, is probably the strongest I've felt like that in the last few yeah. days. Being in A and E, being in the doctors, in and out of clinics and stuff like that, and watching it. Mm-hmm. Uh, bless her, she's been crying her eyes out and so sad. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's been pretty tough. So I haven't watched a lot to be honest. I did manage to watch. Uh, I watched a lot of. The celebrity master chef that I was telling you about where Bez was on it. Sadly, he didn't win, so not that bothered that's about the rest shame. of it. Um, Dennis Raider. Guinness Raider. Dennis Raider. <laughs> oh, okay. Is, is the buying torture call, man? Yes, okay. Well, thanks for that. Um, no and I watched that fourth episode of uh, Chernobyl where they make them go on the roof and throw a single oh. rock off the side. <laughs> So it's horrible, isn't it? That's the bleakest one yet. They've got that. You've got that kid off uh, Dunkirk wandering around Uh shooting abandoned shooting the ducks. That's awful. And then you've got the fella. Horrible as well. And you know, you know he's going to find a puppy. I mean, what I didn't expect was be a a litter of puppies feasting on that dead mother or whatever it was, but. But yeah, and then it's you've just, got that. I mean, it is a great show, but I think this was the bleakest episode yet that I've seen. So there's only one more left. Um, I mean, I'm hoping for a happy ending. Let's let's find out. Uh... No, there's <laughs> going to be no happy ending, <laughs> Well, we're back. I was just saying that the Ben was okay, but she was ill again. So we had a little break to clean her up and get her back to sleep. Um, so I think she's on the mend. But anyway... What else is going on? Lesser. It was my wedding anniversary. Lesser. And, you know, can you guess what material it was? Seven? It, seven years? Seven materials? Just the just the sevens. You don't need to run, run them down like a chart. Cotton? I think cotton was uh, two or three. Was it? I didn't I did know any of this stuff. It's wool. It's wool. <laughs> is it? Uh-huh. Right. And did, did you... Cotton did you wool. provide the good wife some wool? <laughs> did her, she eat it? I give her a couple of needles and a ball of wool. Make, <laughs> did, make, yeah. make yourself something. Can I remember at school when some kids, the, the strange kids, would eat the wool? Why would they could, eat wool? They could have it. it looks like nice to eat, I, I guess. I don't know. I wasn't one of those strange people. I don't what think you ask me for? Um, on the subject of materials, like soap. what do you think is your favourite material? Uh, I like silk. <laughs> oh, saucy. <laughs> well, I, I I like the feel of silk in my fingers. Okay. That's, that's all I like. Well, mm-hmm. like is it rubbing between forefinger like, and thumb? Yeah, to, like together like that. Okay. So two bits of silk. Two bits of silk. Forefinger. 
Yeah. Yeah. Not just one bit you know, folded I mean? over. No, well, <laughs> could be feasibly. <laughs> I, I, I just think that's two pieces. Two test, two taste samples of. Don't dare uh, blow me mind by folding <laughs> things. <laughs> I know you're not a fan of folding, but I've introduced <laughs> it. Yeah. What's your favourite? Um, probably tarmac. Probably tarmac. Yeah, it's a good and tarmac. Yeah, I, love, I like the favorite. smell of it. That's my favourite uh, material for the smell. Yeah, it's, it's definitely the best for the smell. Touch, for the touch. Um, skin, I think. Skin? Yeah. Anybody's skin? Or just that, that singer? As long as it's uh, removed from the body, then anybody's skin, yeah. Right. All right, Buffalo Bill, no bother. <laughs> <laughs> that's about it really to be honest so about it we're doing a, I was, I was, a lot. yeah i was going to tell you uh, because you told the story of your your groin area the balls last yeah. week didn't you getting them checked yeah, out so getting them this checked weekend. out yeah an- another thing that you've got to do which is unfortunate for you but uh i, I had a story from oh i'm gonna say a few years back when i was a keen runner so okay. probably about Seven years okay. ago, yeah. were you aware that I was a keen runner? I think I'll, I remember seeing some things like written about it, and yeah. on, you know, on the grapevine. Yeah, every, everyone was talking about uh-huh, it. Yeah, everyone was uh-huh, around the block. Uh-huh. So yeah, I was I was a keen runner, and uh, after me, uh, after about so I was that, know, seven years? a month. No, you would two months, something like that. You're a liar. <laughs> um, I, I started to pass blood. Okay, from the willy. Okay, from the willy, yes, yeah, past okay. blood. Where normally there would just be golden urine. Of course. It wasn't, lovely, it wasn't lovely, <laughs> lovely golden urine. urine. Yeah. Uh-huh. The it wasn't the, the case. <laughs> <laughs> well, not in this case, because it was it was pretty dark. Okay. So uh, much like you, the wife said, there's something wrong there. You're going to have to go to the doctor's. Mm-hmm. So she dragged us off to the doctor's. And I went and uh, met the doctor and stuff like that, explained everything that was happening. He says, uh, I'll tell you what you've got a hold of there. Two wobbly kidneys. <laughs> oh, that's a technical term, is it? Medical term? <laughs> that's, that's what I said. Is that the technical term for it, sir? He said, yes, of course it is. You've got a pair of wobbly kidneys. Right. We're, we're going to need to have a look at this. Of course. It's, it's serious. You know, mm-hmm. blood from anywhere is serious and stuff. So I, in my mind, was thinking some, you know, magic scan that's mm-hmm. going to see inside us without harming us in any way. Well, an Unfortunately, cell. yes, that's it. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case. Okay. Well, so what I, I was I was dragged uh, to South Shields hosp- Hospital, um, and I, I, I can only describe um, the operation as hobbling. Okay, you were hobbled by it. I was hobbled by it. That uh, inserted a camera down the eye of my penis. Okay, okay, all the way into my bladder, all the way into my bladder to have a little look around, right? Little search around and stuff like that to see what was going on there. Do you know what was going on there, Cliff? Was the wobbly kidneys? Absolutely nothing. No wobbly (laughs) kidneys. Nothing. It was absolutely awful. A waste of a waste of time. It was a complete waste of time. Do they mean, have to I, I, destroy How, how did camera? the lady? It was a lady, okay. right, who inserted the camera into my penis. How did you get it in there? I mean, I didn't look. 
I mean, I, I mean, because I remember the last time I saw your penis, it was incredibly small. So it's that's already <laughs> well, exactly. I, I, it's quicker getting into the bladder because of my small penis, though. Surely, I mean, I mean if I, I mean, had a whopper, she would have been there for ages. It's almost inverted, in. isn't it? So yeah. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I mean, that was a sad day for Mister Kanish. Mr. Kanish was violated. I mean, you know, I mean, my previous superpower of shooting semen at great distances, <laughs> it, it ended that day. Oh, was really that that was the end. I've never been the same. It was the end for us. Absolute what, end. And what was the so end? You've got, what have you taken that over with? What's your new superpower? As soon as they did this, right, it stopped. <laughs> and I, st- I was still job- jogging and stuff like that. It, it stopped. So all I needed was a camera inserted into my bladder. Wonder what else that. they could solve. I don't know. Well, maybe you should try it. Maybe Bring you should ask for it. You know, while you're sorting out me uh, me hernia, could you please insert a camera into the eye of my penis? <laughs> that's, that's all you need. Can to you ask. just try that first? You won't be able to shoot semen very far if you if you can get away with that. I you're all right. You. you don't need to, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I mean, for your yeah, competitions, obviously, but uh, yeah, know. you know, uh-huh. <laughs> got to do that. Right. So yeah, that's that's my story. Did you like it? Did you like that yeah, one? I think, well, uh, I'm glad you didn't have the wobbly kidneys, but I did think they would last a bit longer than being told you had them, and then it turned out you didn't have them. But you know, I guess I, that's immediately good in the, in the long didn't. run. I suppose that's uh-huh. all right. Did you did you see that Ofcom have uh, produced a list of offensive words that people aren't allowed to say on the television oh, I anymore? Do you want to tell us what they are? I've got a couple. The first one is Karen. No, oh, fuck off. Karen. Of, oh, so no, a, what a Karen. What a Karen? So no, but what what have you called Karen? Not allowed. Not allowed on the telly. You're not allowed on the telly. That's terrible for all Karens of That's the a world. Isn't name out. Yeah, the will. Gammon. What, no, like, what see, about your already steady cooking? Somebody's gone exactly. for a lovely gammon steak. <laughs> exactly. What if Ainsley goes, what you're cooking today, Jeff? But why I'm cooking the gammon Get with off. a bit of pineapple on the top. <laughs> what do you see? <laughs> Sorry for uh, the choice language there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you, Jeff? Remove yourself. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that they'd all have to, to put the tomatoes up at him? Yeah. As he goes. Boo. Everybody hold your tomatoes up. That's what they <laughs> Anymore? say. Um, Remona, Snowflake, and Boomer. We're not allowed to say list, them. But... What the fuck? It's you're, not to say, you're not allowed to say that anymore. Fuck, it's fucking stupid, that. It is fucking stupid, isn't it? Who are Ofcom anyway? Who are these people, you know, who decide what they're They're probably in the next office along with the taxpayers' lives. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine so. Mysterious entity that don't actually exist. <laughs> <laughs> Taxpayers Alliance. Uh-huh. Well, right. So that's about it. Yeah, that's me. it. Then. So we're talking about uh, it's my choice oh, this week. It I is your choice. I'm holding up an album cover. Here it is. Oh, very nice. You've got it. Yeah, I've got it. It's um Neil Young's 1974 album on the beach, which this yeah. is actually my mom's record. I stole it. There was a Another period one. of time when uh, this wasn't available. He didn't bring it out. So right, um, he basically bought, brought out a few albums in the early 1970s. Uh-huh. Time Fades Away. And then this on the beach that he uh, 
he found them too difficult or he, they were recorded in a period of distress and he he didn't he decided not to re-release them they were released at the time but when all cds and all of that came out he just said uh, i will just leave them ones i don't really like them that much um right so i read about it 2003 or something like that was yeah. written this week. yeah yeah so i read about it and um i realized that my mom had it so i listened mm-hmm. to it and uh i went to you know hot rats the record shop in sunland yeah i said uh how much is this worth <laughs> <laughs> right anyone yeah. he had a bootleg cd of it so he had a cd so i bought the cd and on the end uh-huh. of the cd was some uh, live tracks from the time and i said oh, how I've much got is it worth it, it was about 60 quid or something not not massive but uh then he mm. brought it out about a year later he, he did actually re-release it on cd and stuff and i think there's a new record version of it now as well from a couple of years ago record store yeah. day or something like that um so yeah mm-hmm. so it, it had this kind of mystique but i was getting into neil young and i felt like a little bit privileged to have the record of it when you couldn't really yeah, get it on nobody CD. else had it and again uh-huh. it's before the time of spotify and all of that so it was like oh i've listened to this album and i was fascinated by it and mm-hmm. uh that hasn't changed over the years and uh i know you're not as kind of big a neil young fan as me you haven't got all the albums and all of that but no uh i don't know whether you ever heard it before no, I've, I haven't heard this one before, but I'm glad I've, uh, I've, I've listened to it. I've listened to it twice, actually, which is, is good. Shows mm-hmm. how much I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've had the, his first solo album. I like that one. I like it's his like first a one. on the front. Uh, it's just like a self-titled uh-huh. one. But again, that, that one wasn't really successful or anything like that. No, like he's kind of disowned it. that one as well. Like you don't really get, he doesn't really play many songs from it. And, uh, uh, obviously he's got hundreds of songs to play now. But yeah, it's kind of before he found his weird, true that voice, I think that one. Disowns his own songs, doesn't he? he yeah, does and albums lot, he? and all of yeah. that, yeah. I'm not doing that ever again. He's a... <laughs> I think cantankerous is the nicest word to use for him, but I think he's just a bit of a fucking pain in the arse and a, like he can be a bit of a dick about his own stuff yeah. and all of that. Um, yeah, can I? But yeah, so I, you heard he, it for the first time this week. What did, what did you think? I, I did. I thought it was excellent. I prefer the second side to the first. Okay. Because um, I, I, I think the last two songs are absolute genius. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, it's all good though. It's, it's uh, but it's different to what you would normally, I think, imagine Neil Young songs to be like. I think, especially yeah. like the, the second track, isn't it? Which is like "See a Sky About the Rain." Yeah, I um, think that's the thing with Neil Young is like you have an idea of what Neil Young songs are and what they sound mm-hmm. like, and I think Neil Young doesn't want you to ever feel like that. I think no, that's his thing. doesn't want to be middle you, of the road, does he? doesn't he? want I you to go, oh, classic Neil Young. What he wants you to go is, fucking hell, that Neil Young song, totally different to uh-huh. that one, totally different to that one. And I think he's done mm-hmm. that throughout his career. It's like well written about and well talked about that he hops around from side to side. But I, I love this so much so that I've got about four album covers on the wall in my house, and this is one of them. I've taken it out right. to have a closer look at it now. Um, uh-huh. It's just an album I love. I think it's my favourite of his albums, probably followed by Zuma. Which came out a couple of years or the next year, um, when he's kind of out of his uh, ditch trilogy to call these three. Yeah, the first one, right. "Time Fades Away." This one on the beach, and then the third one was "Tonight Tonight," which actually came out, albeit later than uh, they recorded it. Um, 
And then after that, he made Zuma, which I absolutely love as well, but maybe we'll talk about that a different day. Is um, that because Cortez the Killer's on that one? Well, I, I, that's my favourite Neil Young song, I think. So, yeah, that's probably the main reason why I like it. But a couple of other ones as well. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I love this. Uh, what do you think of the cover? I haven't inspected it uh, closely or anything like that, to be perfectly honest with you. I haven't had a good look at it. But why is it called On the Beach? Because he's, like, having a holiday and he's... Well, he went... Is that why it's um, called? He, he was in California when he recorded it uh, and he didn't normally live in California, I think. So I guess he was in the in a seaside place. Um, uh-huh. And I think the kind of pace of it and the feel of it's quite laid back, like as if you are yeah. chilling on the beach. However, I don't think the songs are relaxing. Uh, they feel relaxing, but I don't think the lyrics are anywhere near that. Um, no, they're not. And Has I that think, got anything to do with the sautéed marijuana and honey that they were consuming while yeah, they were making Yeah, I mean, that, that's... The, the more, honey slides. Honey slides more potent than heroin, apparently. <laughs> apparently so. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd never... I read about that today. I'd never heard of that before. They're just totally laid mm-hmm. back on that, aren't they? Cat, catatonic, yeah. they said. So, yeah, the cover catatonic. is... Um, the cover is essentially him in the distance facing the sea. He's got his shoes off. Um mm-hmm. On a beach with a, a Cadillac, a Cadillac kind of uh, buried in the sand. Um, it's very distant. The cover, you know, it's, it doesn't give a lot away, and I think that's kind of what the the album's like. It's like this kind of laid back feel, but it's almost accepting that, like he's looking in the distance. You know, if you think about the times you've stood on the top of a cliff or a hill or at a beach and just stared at the distance, it's normally because you're contemplating something or you know, you're just yeah. take, taking in what's around you. And I think this album mm-hmm. is very much, that's the feel of it. He's... Uh, like he's self-reflection all, type Yeah, it's very stuff. self-reflection, but not just on him. I think on society and uh, or the, the era that he's living in and the, the celebrity yeah. kind of era that and the, the crowd he's hanging around with. He's quite down on everything, I think, aren't it? It's very melancholy, isn't it, and mm-hmm. stuff. And there's, there's definitely songs in there that are quite down i think for sure i mean the oil magnet one and stuff like well, that there's three uh... he, he does quite a few uh, environmental kind of stuff though doesn't he neil young yeah and he always has throughout his career i think not always that successfully but um mm-hmm. there's three songs on the album that are called something blues so i think that kind of shows yeah like where his mind's at um uh-huh. The first song, Walk On, um, I first heard that on that Decade album that we've talked about before, the best of that we both got into. Um, mm-hmm. And that, I think that sets you up for a bit of a false idea about Definitely. what's coming well, up, doesn't it? It, it certainly does. Well, if, if, you're, if you're worried how the album's going to go after the jovial Walk On, then <laughs> uh, the next one certainly brings you back down to earth, doesn't it? Where, yeah, where yeah. it's going to go type thing. It's like a mood setter, the second one. But I like Walk On, it's good. Bit of yeah. old brown shoe. Yeah, like a nice riff, like a nice guitar riff. And uh, it's jovial, uh-huh. it's jovial, like you say. Uh, um, yeah. And it has a full band feel to it, which a lot of the other songs don't. A lot of the rest of them sound like it's kind of, even though there's other musicians on there, it's kind of on his own in like yeah. a dark room or something. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, I, I've always liked that song. But And I think when I first got this album, I, that was one of... I loved, but over time, uh, it's okay. I like it, but it's not my favourite on the album by by any stretch. No, it's not mine either. It's, it's, it's a nice song, though, isn't it? But it's mm-hmm. certainly, 
it's it's a straight. I mean, it's like opening, like everything's great and stuff like that. But yeah. then it goes downhill straight away, doesn't well, it? Straight away. If I see the sky about to rain, which I've, I've got to admit is not one of my favorites because it's just so no, it's not mine down. either. <laughs> it really is. It really is. I mean, like I say, it's it's a mood setter for the rest. But this is probably the most down of of all the songs. I think, isn't it? Yeah, and I think what I like about this album is it goes like kind of loud, quiet, loud, quiet, loud, quiet. And mm-hmm. For the beginning bit anyway. Um, and I think probably the most, one of the most controversial songs in his catalogue is Next Revolution Blues. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Charlie Manson. I love it. You do? Uh-huh. Yeah. But it's it's got David Cosby on there as well, playing mm-hmm. guitar and stuff, hasn't it? But yeah, it's a, it's a strange story, this one. So he, he met... Charles Manson in like, you know, in the 60s and stuff like that when he was like a player or whatever, didn't yeah. he? And uh, he quite liked them, didn't he? He quite liked these songs and stuff. I liked how he could just like make up lyrics on the fly. Yeah. He liked that kind of thing about them. And then obviously after everything that happened with the, the family and stuff like that, he, uh, he wrote this song afterwards, didn't he? Kind of not sort of having a go at them or anything like that, is he? Not really, he's kind of inhabiting. Brett, I'm going to have to go. I think I'm going to throw up. Right, well, we're picking this back up after last week when we had to abandon it because I pretty much hoyed up on the laptop. Uh, and last yeah, week's it was a bit of a disaster, wasn't it? I did, to my credit, as Brett said, I did try and come <laughs> back and finish it off. But considering I was uh, throwing up for the best part of 36 hours, it would have been a very long process to finish the podcast, I think. So Brett, it, it would have been frustrating for me, if nothing it was else. Quite frustrating. It? Yeah. I mean, obviously you were ill, but frustrating for me, which would have been much worse. So we're going to, I know where we were talking about the album, and I know mm-hmm. we're in the third song, Revolution Blues, but I don't know what happened before that. I just know that was the point we stopped. Um, we, are, so... we, we are very good, I'd say that for you. <laughs> All right, excellent. Well, my recollection is that you are quite good. Okay. So there. Well, thank yeah. you very much. Let's see. Will will it mm-hmm. drop off for the second half will of it the drop podcast? Off? <laughs> exactly. Are you better off, Ill? I'm a better off, Ill, or I'm a better yeah. off on water and tired. <laughs> Who knows? Who no, knows? no beer for you this week. Um, so today you I don't want to be ill if you couldn't drink, mate. We've got that, a... That's when you know you're ill. Yeah. Let's jump back in. We were talking about uh, the third song on Neil Young mm-hmm. on the Beach, which is Revolution Blues, where he inhabits the character of Charles Manson and talks about murdering people. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I think we were saying. I mean, it's it's a good song. It's a good song, isn't it? But I don't think the fans at the time took to it. I mean, it was it was probably too soon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's talking about basically the the lyrics to the song are essentially about being in the the family and what mm-hmm. like the grizzly things he's getting getting up to. But it's also just a, a bit of a he's having a bit of a go at his his peers as well. I think. Uh, well, from what I've read, the reason for that is uh, Neil Young always thought that. You know, Charles Manson was quite decent on the guitar. He, he, he said that he was all over the place and he would just make up lyrics on the fly type thing. Okay. But it always sort of, you know, go, they would always sort of make sense or whatever. But like he said, he was the only person that would have the guts to come out and say that, that he was decent. Right. Do you know what okay. I mean? So after like obviously the murders happened and stuff, 
it was a case of everybody probably rightly just like trying to you know distance themselves yeah. from him or from any contact they've had with him and stuff yeah. like that but he wasn't like that Neil Young was he? No no but uh, so yeah I think he's having a bit of a go at these other musicians as well um, like he's setting himself not for the first time in his career he's setting himself apart as a bit of an outsider uh, you know, he's plowing mm-hmm. a lone furrow. He's the only one he'll say stuff like that. He's the only one that'll write mm-hmm. lyrics like this. Well, yeah. the next one for the turnstiles. What do you think about this one? Yeah, I like this one. Uh, I like for the turnstiles. It's it's good. It's a bit of baseball in there, obviously, with turnstile stuff. I think, isn't it? But also about some activist or someone who was standing for prostitution's uh, prostitutes' rights. <laughs> yeah, at the he, time, what's he getting involved in all this for? <laughs> I know he's getting <laughs> it was because she was she was charging ten dollars to get in to one of our conventions or whatever, okay. which at the time was like astronomical. Okay. I mean and that, and I that's why he's, he's kicking off. About young, that. He's kicking off about that, eh? <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't it's a saga. I definitely prefer either he's more radio friendly kind of folky ones, with the yeah. odd exception. Or the real, like, kind of loud, uh, yeah, rocker ones. So this this Aye. one's kind of one of the ones that I would never seek it out. You know, I'll, yeah. If it come on Spotify, whatever, I might skip past it. You listen, it's not, yeah. But it's I, I I don't dislike it, but I didn't know that about mm-hmm. it because I've never really looked into it that much. But um, yeah, uh, Margot St James, she was called. Okay, She's dead now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he obviously had a bee in his bonnet about that, didn't he? The fact that she's, you know, an activist for, for prostitutes' rights or whatever, but at the same time making money off doing that. It's like, you know, a bit of two-faced kind of stuff going on, yeah. which obviously he's, 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 he's took resentment against, doesn't he? <laughs> That's where the songs yeah. come from. <laughs> um. So after that, we've got another um, one of the blues songs in Vampire yeah. Blues. What do you think of this one? Oh, I really like this one, actually. I, I really like Vampire maybe, Blues. Yeah, this is one of my favourites on the album. I think. Uh, it's it's about uh, an oil magnet, isn't it, destroying the planet just for, <laughs> for monetary gain, stuff like that. <laughs> He's, uh, I'm, I'm the vampire babe, sucking blood from the earth. Great. Yeah, I it's like that. a very loose bluesy number like it's one of the things that neil young's good at is uh or he's or he gets his bands to play and i think normally because they are they always sound like they've had one too many beers or mm-hmm. they've been one, one too many talks on a spliff or something and they're just a little bit out of time it relaxes like the songs are very loose and I think yeah. this is a very loose feel to it as a it's bluesy like number. Space to breathe in his songs, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. yeah. The um, thing I think he's good at, I think he's just like, I think he's the king of distortion, me like. His distorted yeah. guitars are unbelievable, aren't they? Have you heard the album? It's called Linois or Linois. No. Um, no. So. It's called that. I think it's produced by Daniel Lanois, which is what a kind of pun on the name of the thing. It came out mm-hmm. about, I'm going to say 10 years ago, but it's recent, right. but not the last couple of years. It's just him and, uh, and his electric guitar, his old black his electric guitar that he plays. 
it's just him and electric guitar singing and, and there's no other instrumentation. And it's uh-huh. like there's loads of feedback and distortion and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, whereas normally, you know, you would have a singer-songwriter, just a, him and an acoustic guitar. He, he's playing his electric and his solos and all, all kinds of stuff, but like, but uh-huh. no other instruments at all. Um, so if you do well, like all of that, see, kind I like of stuff, I like all that stuff. You like that one because I know I do. Like Dead Man's your favorite soundtrack. Well, it? it's it's brilliant, Dead Man. I mean, it's uh, guitars sound like trains and stuff like that. I mean, it's it's just weird. I mean, it's a western, but it's really heavy, like you know that type of music. It's yeah. it's unbelievable. Yeah, and I, I've actually I think I don't think it's on Spotify or whatever. I try to find it and because I haven't heard it in a, a good while. But uh, it's not on there. But it's a it's a, made, a good film I haven't as well. Heard it for a long time. Yeah, I haven't watched the film for a long time, and I haven't heard any of those songs for a long time. Not that that song mm-hmm. really, but you know. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's all instrumentals, isn't it? Yeah, that's the end of the first half, isn't it? That's the first side of your it is. On a normal record. Um, short, isn't it? It's short, very short. Album, really. It is very short. I, I hadn't realized mm. until I started looking at like the track listing with the song like length next to it. It's what is that like four songs about four minutes or something? Um, hey, Cliff, Cliff, excuse yeah. me, Cliff. Can I uh, can I interrupt you? Um, because it's obviously the first half. Yeah. Can I interrupt you just to acknowledge the demise of, of certain South Shields pubs? Is that all right with you? Fire Bit away. of an interjection. No, fire Bit away. of an interjection. So it's a half right, time, it's a half time topic. What the hell is yes. that? <laughs> the West Park, Stanhope Road. Now we're Sainsbury's. Chop a corner, hundred percent pure orange juice, one pound fifty. <laughs> the Mariner, Mortimer Road. Now a co-op. <laughs> Seven pound super saver Indian meal. Too hot to miss. <laughs> Thank you. Is that it? Just the two. That's it. That's it. Just the two. Well, I, you know, I keep. I, I thought I'll keep a few like in the back pocket in case that was. Okay. A well, I tell you what. Popular I'm... segment. There you have it. Okay. Have well, it. We thanks for that. The second side. The now. second side of uh, Neil Young's on the beach starts with the song on the beach. I think it's a masterpiece. Again, yeah. like you say, the space to let these songs breathe and not be uh-huh. afraid that it's taking a long time for this song yeah. to, to do anything. I think it's great. Definitely. Uh-huh. It's all about like his, uh, his success and stuff like that and how guilty he feels about being successful and stuff, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Any lyrics or anything? I know you you are very much a lyrics man. Anything stand yeah, out? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, like, I like the... The start of it was he's saying like the world's turned away. I hope it doesn't turn away from me or something like that. Yeah. That's pretty good to start with, isn't it? Yeah. So, but he's, he's I mean he's great lyricist. But the thing I was thinking about earlier is like, you know, when people talk about like guitar heroes and stuff like that. Uh-huh. I guess like a guitar hero, somebody that you'd like to play the guitar like. Yeah. Neil Young's definitely one of them, like, isn't he? He's, he's no different. one plays a guitar like him. He's different to everybody else. Mm-hmm. Like and I said before, his distortion and stuff's unbelievable. And he just he creates sounds on his guitar that, that where how's he doing that? I think the thing is he doesn't he, he plays solos, right? But that that mm-hmm. 
They're but not other solos. They're yeah. not solos. Other they don't, they don't no, normally no. don't have a melody. Like if you listen mm-hmm. to like the the huge long outros on um what, uh, like a hurricane or whatever, it, it uh-huh. sounds like he's firing like lasers at things. Like it's it's just yeah, and, and he can create this noise like the like you say in the distortion and the feedback, and you can feel like it feels like it's swirling around your head and. And, and you know, taking over the entire venue. Um, that time yeah. I've only seen him once, but he, you know, the entire arena felt like it, there was just guitars coming at guitar noises coming yeah, at you from everywhere. Um, and uh, just, I'd love yeah. to see him live, like, I mean, he's kind so of have you seen him live, Cliff? Once, yeah, it was to be honest, it was like me, Nana had just died, and I had about four tickets for gigs in the week uh-huh. coming after that. And uh, Neil Young was one of them, and it was the only time, like I would have got to see him or whatever. So I went. So I wasn't in the right frame of mind, but it was great to see him with it was with Crazy Horse. It was great to see him, but I mean, he was on for about two hours, and I can't remember all of it. But I mean, I felt it feels like he played about four songs, <laughs> like mm-hmm. just all lasted for ages. Um, he did do Powder Finger. Off Russ Never Sleeps, which is one of my favorite songs. So, like, if nothing else, I've seen him do that song live, and it, that was good. So, I would be, yeah, I was happy with that. Um, it's a strange time now when you're grieving or whatever. I remember when my uncle died, and I went on holiday the day after his funeral, and I just it was awful. It was one of the worst weeks of my life, yeah, being on holiday. Do you know what I mean? But I, well, I didn't really know a lot of the people who I was with, and they probably just thought I was a right cunt. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was right because I was just a miserable bastard. I was just a, I, I probably was a right cunt. <laughs> well, you don't, you just, you try and get on with stuff, right? There's nothing you can do really when somebody dies, no matter how yeah. close you are to them or whatever. Just try and get on with stuff. But it's probably, but you, you think know. you're, you're all right. And then you're just obviously not, are you? Do you know, that's the yeah, yeah exactly. Thing like you it. think you're all right. I mean, what what's going to happen, whether I'm sad in the house or I'm sad out the house or, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it, but then, yeah, thinking about it, when you th- when you look back on stuff like that, you kind of realise you probably with a clearer mind, you would have done stuff a bit differently. Uh, definitely, anyway. definitely. That's, anyway. uh, that's grief, ladies and gentlemen. And Yes, it's <laughs> grief for you. A couple of deaths. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> so the next one is, uh, you love this next song, right? I do. It's amazing. Absolutely class. It's the highlight of the, the album for me, the next wow, two songs. Okay. Uh, and this one's uh, Motion Pictures. Yeah, it's about his, uh, his, 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 his wife or his girlfriend at the time, Carrie Snodgrass, who was yes. an easy rider and pale rider. And she was also the top pick to play Adrian in, in Rocky, which we'll probably do in a couple of weeks, something like that. Yeah. Um, okay. But she turned it down. I uh, but apparently she was like quite a it was a destructive relationship what the world on drugs and drink or whatever. Yeah. But uh Snodgrass was like screwing around on him. But he was also screwing around on her. And when he found out, it kind of like destroyed him and stuff like that. And he was kind of wrestling with the fact, well, so am I, I'm doing it as well, or whatever. But uh-huh. it still kind of destroyed their relationship and it's it, it he said it's about his subconscious sort of telling them that that's what was happening even though he didn't know at the time they wrote so it's kind of quite opaque it's not it's not in your face about one thing or the other and i think that's yeah. something neil young is very good at and then you you know fast I forward agree. 
fast forward 20 years and he brings out Harvest Moon. And that song, Harvest Moon, is like one of the most straight up romantic songs ever. And the video yeah. of that song, which is proper MTV fair, like mm-hmm. it's it's a proper MTV video. Um, he's the people he's playing in a in a bar, and he's also looking at his younger versions of himself coming into the bar and dancing with his girlfriend at the time and stuff like that. And you think, uh-huh. well, you are really nostalgic and you are really romantic, and you you've just wrote this perfect three minute kind of country love song. But yeah. then, but then you you'll bring out an album like Dead Man <laughs> after that, where it's just distortion. Yeah, it's completely out. different. <laughs> I, I think you yeah it's hit the nail on the head with them there about like this being subtle in the songs and stuff like that. You know what I mean? We come to the closing song on the album, which is Ambulance Blues, nine minutes, and what a song this is! What a song! Yeah, it's class again. I like I said that the last two are my favourites and. This is just. I'll listen to it. Um, I've listened to this album three times now yeah. because of the delay that we've had and stuff mm-hmm. like that, which is a good thing. I'm glad that I've listened to it three times. And there's like little bits in this song where it just like it catches us off guard. Yeah. There's little. I don't. I, it's very difficult to explain because it's a very acoustic song, but there's like a little bit of distortion in the middle, and it just it it catches us off guard every time I've listened to it. It's okay. amazing, this. Uh, I think, yeah, I think it's fantastic. And I think it, you've got the kind of the fiddle in this as well, haven't you, which takes it a mm-hmm. little bit more of a kind of country style again. Yeah. Um, I just love that, you know, the, the, again, it's a song about do you have to resign yourself to just what the shit that happens in your life or the bad people that yeah. you come across or you want mm-hmm. to you've always wanted to be a successful musician and now you're not sure whether you're a nice person because of it or you really want it and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. I think a lot of it's about his past and stuff like that as well, isn't it? Like, yeah. And this one, like the, the old folky days and all that kind of stuff that yeah. he's, he's singing about and yeah. all the, you know, he's talking about, cause he's Canadian, right? Mm-hmm. Talking about like Toronto and stuff, isn't he? Yeah. You know, he's got that, you're all just pissing in the wind line, which is Pissing like, in the wind bit's great. Yeah. I love that bit. And again, like, that's the thing. His songs are really obtuse and, and sort of like you say, but then who else would have that line in a song? Like, that <laughs> just cuts it to the bone. Like, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you've got this line going, yeah, we're all you're just pissing all in the just wind. Pissing <laughs> the yeah, I, I love it. It's absolutely... And it's, it's nine minutes long. It doesn't seem like nine minutes long. It's it a really mellow. Going. It just keeps yeah. going, and it's nice. And even uh-huh. though it's not a happy song, it just you get into it, and it's like a nice mm-hmm. feeling. I think when you you're part of the world, I think it's got a quite uh, encompassing feel to it, where you're almost like, yeah. if especially if you listen to headphones on, if you put it on, you're in there, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, you're it in there. You up in it. Um, yeah, definitely. And again, I love that bit. Uh, the Isabella bit that just lovely his melody on that mm-hmm. is just nice and you mm-hmm. you know he's 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 putting a lot out there I think with this song. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah I think I think it's a bit yeah I, I, I agree completely I love this one. I, I mean I, if I had to say I think it's probably my favorite of, of the whole album. Yeah. And I, would I have listened to this song if you hadn't have suggested this album? Probably not. Thing from his second album 
up to about 1982 is just fantastic. Um, uh-huh. And I would say Bob Dylan's the same, like pretty much everything up until the early 80s. And then it gets a bit patchy, but there's still some great stuff there as well. And there's still some great stuff uh-huh. with Neil Young. What I would say with Neil Young is he brings an album, he seems to bring an album out every fucking six months or something now. And it's just, they can't all be that good. You know, like I've stopped, no. I've just stopped. I used to, I would like get them all when they came out. And then yeah, it's just impossible. I couldn't keep up. Is he still doing that? Is he? I think he's the last couple of years he seems to have slowed down because he's bringing out this archives part two, um, which he's been working on, like bringing out some of the old live albums and stuff like that. So the new stuff's kind of taking a backseat. He's got that one in Jack White's record shop where he recorded it in a phone booth or something. Like there's all kinds right. of stuff. Like, you know, yeah. where do you start? There's one called uh, Chrome Dreams 2, which came out in 2007. Which is is that by John Michel Jean? Yeah, <laughs> it's got loads of songs or some songs on these fabled songs that let, gone down a legend that never came out. They're like these fifteen minute like guitar solos and yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Chrome, there isn't a Chrome Dreams one, but <laughs> there is there is a bootleg called Chrome Dreams, which was what this album was meant to be apparently in nineteen seventy six or something. And that bootleg, if you can get it, which I'm sure people can. Um, that is absolutely superb. Like that's an album that never came out, and somebody's obviously gone. Well, here are these demos. Here's this outtake, etc. And build it. That is really, yeah. really good. Like, but I suppose you're getting into kind of nerdy territory at that point. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll I'll listen to them. I definitely will because he's he's at the top of the list for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, listen to that album, it's very good. Yeah, Fred, listen to it, it's great. Um, yes, I wanted to ask you something. Uh, go on, then is it a personal question? Yeah, does Lisa know how to work the telly in your house? Of course, she doesn't. <laughs> and the, the reason that she doesn't know how to work the television is because she's never in control of the television. <laughs> that, that is definitely my job. Well, I will say, if anybody wants to include the, the demises of their local pubs. I'm happy to acknowledge them. Yeah, okay, yeah, send us in your local pubs yeah. that have closed down and let us exactly. know what they've turned into, if they have indeed uh-huh. turned into anything. Got any special reasonable. offers? <laughs> and for a bonus point, <laughs> are there any special offers? <laughs> <laughs> right, I, I do have a quiz somewhere, Cliff. Okay. I don't know where it is, but I've got, I've got one somewhere. Let's see where Find it, it is. Find it amongst your piles of notes. So, yes, this is Terrible Man of the Match Awards. Okay. Number one. Saeed Ben Rama was given a copy of what for being man of the match for Brentford. What do you what do you think the answer is? Is it a is it a copy DVD of full fiction? <laughs> it's very close. It's a, a copy of Crash Bandicoot for the PlayStation 4. <laughs> 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 what? And I, I doubt very much I'm gonna get this name right, but there you go. What was Mohammadi Sundowns player Hipmolo okay. Mandali given in South Africa for winning for yes. he, got, he got man of the match and he got a little it's prize. all man of the match man of the match <laughs> that's right, the name of the quiz fucking hell he didn't need to jump down my throat with that one <laughs> it's, man of the match. it's called man of the match <laughs> man of the match awards <laughs> what was he given uh, yeah a chicken ooh I've scribbled out one of the answers, a uh, question, and uh, someone was awarded a chicken. 
a live chicken. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. It's not this man. Okay. He was awarded five gigabytes of data. <laughs> <laughs> Did it have an expiration date on it? <laughs> to be used by the last day of this month. Yeah, probably. And exactly. The excess cannot be carried over. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's that's a that's a okay, wonderful award, isn't absolutely it? Absolutely. Uh, like, <laughs> Aberdeen player Stephen Glass, who also played for uh, the Mugs, I think, didn't he? Did, he? Yeah, for a little bit. Yeah, classic yes. left footer, I think. I think he was was awarded what for being man of the match in the Scottish League Cup final. Do we know when this was? A while ago, I suppose. Nineties, ninety-seven, I think. At a guess, I'm sure me. Relatives who are Aberdeen fans will tell us otherwise. What, so what he got? Guess. So he was man of the match, was he? He was man of the match in the final, a prestigious okay. Scottish Cup. Okay. And if you were man of the match, you wouldn't expect a wonderful prize, wouldn't you? I think he got uh, a six pack of tenants. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was a lowly bicycle that he was awarded <laughs> on the pitch, and he had to sit on it. <laughs> okay. Get people to take pictures. Of Fantastic. So there you go. Um, Martin Odegaard, okay. who now plays for Arsenal, yes, um, was given a prize of what for being Player of the Month for Real Sociedad. Bit different this one. Not one of the match Player mm-hmm. of the Month. So when you shot down my throat when I said, "Oh, is you man of the match?" <laughs> you are incorrect to do so. Change now, change now, man. Okay, uh, what was he given? Player of the month, oh, and he's in Sociedad, very gastronomic area of uh, Spain. I'm going to say he was given a lovely leg of ham on. Ham on, ham yeah. on. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was just a massive fish. Um, female winners of a squash club tournament were given what? For being successful, <laughs> a little box of makeup, little box of makeup. You've, you've, you've been very nice with that. It was a Durex vibrator, a beat spa wax, and a foot file. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all, all you need uh, for a lovely afternoon, <laughs> of course. Of course, what a lass, what a lass is like, <laughs> yeah, you know, shocking, eh? <laughs> what. And this is the last one you'll be glad to know. Okay, what were Carlisle United players recently given immediately after the match when they won oh, a man of the match? Yeah, it, they got like a, it was a chicken coma, wasn't it? It was. It was a takeaway coma. <laughs> Steaming hot. The guy, <laughs> the guy's face when he's been given it as well. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Brett, that's probably the best quiz you've ever done. I loved it. Oh, well, thanks very much. Thank you. And we've got some music, which is from we do. a guy called Ollie Winder. Ollie Winder, yes, he's, he's, he's class, Ollie Winder. I listened to his album recently. Um, it's called The Last of the English Romantics. And it's okay. very, very good. It's about you, is it? A list. Yes, it is. It's definitely <laughs> about me. <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's really good. He's really talented. And uh, he sent us a song called Candy Floss Girl. Uh, but yes, enjoy Ollie Winder's Candy Floss Girl as we say goodbye. Brett, have you watched Vigil? Vigil. No, but I've, I've been on one. Is that the same? <laughs> yeah, it is. That's what it's about. It's a documentary no. about yours. Um, very good. 
I would recommend it. I presume it's all on the X, the iPlayer now because it's just finished. Well, uh, my my suggestion is a film called Free Guy, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Is it good? Is it? I can be avoiding. Really good. That nah, don't avoid it. Welcome it into your heart. Okay, I will. Um, I've also just seen that there's a new Paul Schrader film called The Card mm-hmm. Counter or something like that. With um, yeah, I think I've read about that. With Oscar Isaac and Willem Dafoe. That is probably going to be fantastic, so I might try and watch that this weekend. Um, but anyway, let's get back to the music and Ollie Winder. And Candy Floss Girl, man. That's what it is. Yeah, Ollie Winder, Candy Floss Girl. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Hopefully we haven't lost all of our audience because we had a week off. Um, see you later. Have a good week, everyone, and we'll speak to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. She all things nice smells so sweet a sugar spice I think it's time for me to take over the world and have a You're my candy floss girl Oh, you are my world Roll this song for you For everything that you do Yeah, and you bring my sun Down on everyone Blow my blues away Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.